You're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice with Jeremy Oodle. I mean, Udell. Jeremy is a certified financial planner. He's licensed in Florida to sell insurance. He has Series 7, 24, and 65 securities licenses. And he's here to give you Oodles of Financial Advice. After someone passes away, and the family and the representative of the estate all start looking at the financial picture, sometimes they discover there was just too much real estate in this person's name. So much real estate. Maybe too many business entities, too many business interests going on, illiquid and hard to move. Maybe they even find that the investments were badly allocated or subject to a major downturn in the past year like we just had. But the one thing they never, ever seem to find too much of in an estate is cash. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremy Udell, and you're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice. Thank you for coming back for your weekly bowl of oodles with me. I bring up that scenario about finding too much assets in the estate because the one place that's going to generate a bunch of extra cash to your loved ones after you are gone is likely not the assets you currently live off of. It's very likely the best place to generate the money they may need for final expenses all the way up through taxes and anything else they might experience due to you passing away is life insurance. I love life insurance. My father was the one who taught me a lot about life insurance. He's the one who gave me that quote about finding, never finding too much cash. And it's a great reference for the fact that after you pass away, a life insurance policy is going to pay and they're not going to pay in real estate. They're not going to pay in business interest. They're not going to pay in any sort of hard to move asset. You're going to get a check from the insurance company and it will be cash that you can immediately use that the family can use for any number of expenses or to take and invest as beneficiaries, however they see fit assuming it was left directly to them. Life insurance is a real value. But what's interesting is that I hear so often that life insurance is too expensive, especially permanent life insurance. But I want to start by just talking about term life insurance because it's the baseline that pretty much anyone who is working should have if they have a family to provide for. There are a lot of rules to look at, the most common one being the 10 times rule of how much life insurance you should have. Some people think it's 20 times, 30 times. What are we timesing in this scenario? Income. That is to say, if you are earning, let's say, $50,000 a year, then the right amount of life insurance is by the 10 times rule would calculate that you should have 500000 of death benefit. And again, that may just be term life insurance. That term should probably last through your working years. Although the shorter the term, the cheaper the life insurance. So if you said, I only have a certain amount of money, let's say 
you know, a hundred dollar budget, then it might be cheaper to buy the death benefit you need on a shorter term, maybe 10 years. But if you're planning on working for 20 or 30 more years and you can afford it, you probably ought to buy a term that coincides with the amount of time you will be working. Although there are a lot of other factors to consider. Term life insurance is very valuable for protecting your family and it's very cheap. And it meets the rule of buy term, invest the difference. I've talked about that rule before, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the exceptions to that rule today. But first and foremost, I do think that if you can't afford any other type of life insurance, buy term, invest the difference is actually a very strong technique to use to build your financial picture because life insurance is not correlated with your other investments. What do I mean by that? Well, if you've got $200 of excess income, I suppose, coming in to allocate one place or another, and you could in allocate $100 to investments for your future. Let's say you put $100 a month into an IRA and you've got another $100 a month you could put somewhere else. And let's say you bought life insurance. Well, if you put that $100 towards a life insurance policy. Let's say it was a term life insurance policy that could pay half a million dollars, like I talked about before. And instead, and you took the other 100 and you invested it, that'd be $1,200 a year, $100 a month times 12. And over the next 10 years, that would mean you would have put in $12,000 and hopefully you'd gotten some growth on that money. Let's say that overall that money doubled, which would be a really really effective growth rate, but let's say that's what happened. So now you've got 24,000 sitting in an account after 10 years. In the meantime, if something happened to you over that same 10 year period, $100 you invested in the life insurance policy would be immediately worth half a million dollars to your family, regardless of what the market's doing, regardless of how else your income has grown, that is going to be worth half a million dollars to your family if you die. So it's not correlated to the other investments which need the market to run up over time. Now, the reason that people don't see life insurance as a great investment long-term when it comes to term insurance is because you're gonna write that check to the insurance company for the term of the policy. And unless you decide to convert that policy or keep that policy in some other way, there's a very good chance you'll outlive the term of the life insurance. You'll have written that premium and you'll have gotten no rate of return at all on that part of the money. So again, not correlated. Meanwhile, if you live a long time and you kept investing in your future with the hundred dollars in, in the savings account, maybe you even grew it as your income went up, you might have a lot more than half a million dollars come the time you retire. If you continue to put more and more into your savings, but where does putting more money into life insurance come in? Well, any number of other places could make sense where you might consider putting more money into life insurance. First of all, your income can continue to increase. So in those situations, you might just increase your overall death benefit, even if it's just with the term life insurance. But there may be situations where you have extra income that you're already fully funding a 401k or an IRA, and you're looking for another place to save for the future. Maybe you're looking for some creditor protection because you're in a high-risk field. Maybe you're a doctor and you're worried about liability from procedures or anything else you might get sued for. Medical malpractice is a very common 
um, lawsuit to be to be worried about, but any number of fields may have to worry about getting sued. In the state of Florida, if you're putting money into a life insurance product, term or cash value life insurance can't be assessed. And so if you're putting extra money into life insurance for your future as a savings element, whether that be a whole life insurance product or a fixed indexed universal life product or a universal life product or a variable product, in the state of Florida, that's very creditor protected. So that if you're sued, the state of Florida is likely going to say that whoever sues you, even if they win, can't get at that money. They can get at your savings accounts that are not inside of an IRA or inside of a life insurance policy or an annuity. They can get at your real estate that is not protected by some other device, but money that went into a life insurance product is very protected. It is also tax deferred. So if you are in a high tax bracket and you're looking for a place to invest some money, whereas it grows, you don't have to worry at all about the tax consequences. It's another reason to look at putting some money into life insurance. But what I really find interesting about life insurance, let's assume you are looking to set up an investment that's going to be worth a nice conservative amount of money to your family, no matter how long you live. Life insurance actually works as that nice conservative investment. It's amazing to me how many people are seeing three and a half, four percent interest rates available in cash right now and are running as fast as they can to put a lot of money into cash into savings accounts or CDs or money markets that are paying three, three and a half, four percent because wow, what an incredible interest rate. Yet when we show them that the long-term rate of return on a death benefit that is meant to last as long as you live, that at life expectancy, the IRR should be somewhere in the neighborhood of three, four, five, six, seven percent. They just don't think that that's a good investment. So interesting to me, the perspective, right? Cash, the safe place, providing three, three and a half percent is a really interesting place for people to put money. Yet life insurance, paying a death benefit to your family of three, three and a half, four percent, maybe even more on an internal rate of return basis, no matter when you die, and again, if you die sooner, it's going to be a lot higher rate of return, but let's assume you live to a nice long life expectancy. If I told you the payout at life expectancy was 4 or 5% and that that, by the way, is tax-free under current law because death benefits aren't taxed, wouldn't that be an interesting rate of return for you? Shouldn't that be some part of the diversification of your investments? Especially because unlike the other investments, as we talked about earlier, your other investments need time to grow to get real big, whereas life insurance is actually correlated opposite. The best rate of return happens sooner in the event of your death, whereas your other investments, if you die too soon, are not worth nearly as much as they would be if you had lived a lot longer to pay into them. So it's a great diversification on your long-term investments for yourself and for your family to consider buying some life insurance. If you're curious about the right ways to look at life insurance and why they might make some sense for you, please feel free to give me a call, 941-951-0443, or shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. One other thing I wanted to talk about with the benefit 
of life insurance. Not all life insurance. This particular segment is not going to cover variable life insurance because variable life insurance, you take your premiums and after they deduct the cost of insurance, they put them into mutual funds. Whichever mutual funds you choose, it's self-directed. But for other life insurance products, whole life, universal life, and indexed universal life, the money once invested inside of the cash value account of the insurance product can't go down due to market gains in most of those products. Variable products, as I said, are subject to the market, but whole life, universal life, and most fixed index universal life products can't go down when the market drops. Invariably, people come to me when the market's doing really well and they get annoyed looking at their life insurance products because, oh, the rate of return has been terrible. I have not nearly kept up at, with my aggressive mutual funds and stocks and bonds, which have gone up 20, 30%. And my whole life policy only went up 6%. My universal life policy only went up 5.5%. My fixed index universal life policy, which is supposed to follow the market, only went up 9%. Okay, well, I admit that compared to the market in those years, not particularly good looking. But how about in those years like this past year where the market dropped 20 plus percent? Guess who I'm not hearing from? Or if I am, I'm hearing how happy they are with those investments. Even the fixed index products, the fixed index universal life products, which don't go up when the market drops, but just stay even. People are really happy to have that diversification on their products. And by the way, bonds don't provide that type of diversification as we saw this past year, because you may have a year where the market, the stock market drops and interest rates increase. In those situations, you lost money both on stocks and bonds. Happened this past year, happened in 2008. Both of those years, we saw interest rates go up and stocks go down, so bonds also went down, and you lost in pretty much everywhere you were holding. You know, it didn't go down. Your whole life insurance product, your universal life insurance product, your indexed universal life insurance product, all of those have protections inside of them so that they cannot go down due to market loss. It's a great place to be diversified when your money is dropping. Are you looking for some place to avoid market losses and still participate in some gains when the market goes up? Maybe even a place that's not correlated as much with interest rates because it's possible that we have years like this past year where there didn't feel like there was a safe place except possibly cash. And oh, isn't that interesting? Want to run to cash, want to run to safety. And yet, who has a lot more money in their stores than even the banks, the insurance companies. When you want to run to safety and find places that won't lose money, at least not as much, when the market drops like a stone, can't do a lot better than a fixed life insurance product. Long-term, solid tax benefits, great creditor protection, and 
a decent rate of return long-term for your family, especially if you consider these three and a half, four percent cash returns people are running to right now. If you like a nice steady eddy return, hard to beat a life insurance product. Again, if you're interested in hearing about what a life insurance product could do for you as a savings element, as a diversification of your investment scenarios of your financial future, give me a call, 941-951-0443, or shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. I've been thinking a lot about life insurance recently, obviously. I think a lot about it fairly regularly, but I've got really great news coming down the pike where I'm expecting my first child in the next month or so. When she's born, I have some life insurance in place already, some term life insurance, some permanent life insurance, but I'm probably going to need some more because I want to make sure she's protected no matter what happens. I want to make sure that her education is funded. I want to make sure that some legacy is set up for her. I want to make sure my wife is protected and able to easily continue to provide for my daughter and for herself if something were to happen for me. I'm very blessed because my wife also is a, a very successful um, in, uh, a very successful uh, woman who makes a nice living. But um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about, about my daughter coming down. And um, when she comes, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk more about her, but it did make me think about the future a lot because you start to worry when you have more to protect. I put life insurance in place to protect my wife because I was worried about her. When we got married, I got more life insurance. I actually bought life insurance before I was even married because I saw it as a good investment. In fact, I have a variable life insurance product that I've had since 2006 because I've seen it as such a good investment and it's done pretty well for me. Been a nice little resource to have available. But I also have some term life insurance because buying permanent life insurance to the full amount is expensive but it, I have a diversification in that way with the term, with the permanent life insurance, my other investments. And no matter what happens to me, I want to make sure that my family, even my puppies, yes, my wife and I have taken a look at our documents to make sure that our dogs, if something were to happen to us, would be taken care of. And I highly recommend that your pet's I'm sure you feel like I do are part of your family and you can include them in your documents and make trusts that can benefit them. And if I have life insurance, you better believe some of that will be going to a pet trust. I mean, I do have life insurance, but you better believe some of those benefits would go on to protect my wife, my daughter, and my pets. If you want to make sure that you have enough life insurance to protect your family, want to talk about the 10 times rule, if that's right for you, what other options might make sense for you when it comes to life insurance, please reach out to me directly, 941-951-0443, or shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear any tips you have for a first-time dad, you know, always looking to find out what did you 
learn as a parent? What should I know going into this that maybe none of the books will tell me? But um, anyway, really excited about that. I might be taking more time off now, but I will try to keep this podcast going as regularly as I can anyway, uh, in the, especially in those first few months as I'm learning to be a new dad. But it's been fun doing this podcast. I intend to keep doing it. And I hope all of you are setting up your financial future to make sure that your family has the greatest success, whether you're part of that future or something happens that you can't be. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks, as always, to my awesome producer, Megan Udell, my sister. I also want to thank everyone at Udell Associates for all their support on this podcast and on my journey through life and everything else that's going on. If you'd like to hear more from me, I do have a YouTube channel. That's Udell in a nutshell on YouTube. That's at Udell in a nutshell if you're searching for that. I have the other episodes of this podcast, obviously. I have another podcast I started that is based on pop culture things. It's called the Poodoo Cast, mainly focused on Star Wars. But if uh, you're interested in that, please feel free to Google the Poodoo Cast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one is. I also have a book, Retire Happily Ever After. Still greatly believe in the message of that book. If you're interested in getting a copy of that, please feel free to reach out to us, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com or call us 941-951-0443. I look forward to talking to y'all again soon when I'll have more oodles for your noodle.